0: You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Did you get it? Say it out loud. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Really wanted to play that song, but it just didn't seem to fit. But um, yeah, welcome everybody. And uh, we are closing out the Family Matters series today. We've been doing this series because families matter to God, families matter to us as a church and leadership, and every family has matters that they deal with. And so it's called Family Matters. Can I just ask, I usually don't do this, but have you enjoyed, have you been impacted by this series? If so, just put your hands together. If you haven't, Pastor Daniel, this was his idea. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Okay, <laughs> we like to have fun here. So one of the main um, themes of this series has been this ministry called Orange, and it's, it was developed by a guy named Reggie Joyner, and their, uh, their home base is in Atlanta, Georgia. And basically, all this represents is there's About 3,000 orange gumballs, and I just found out this week that our worship team have been snacking on them. So um, there's not really 3,000 anymore, but honestly, we're at the end of the year, so we have way less than 3,000 hours a year with our kids. And that is, by the way, that is not counting your work day or school day. That is not counting your sleep. That is counting the time that you have available with your kids. Time's running out. And as your kid becomes a teenager, time is getting less and less and less, and it's all more about getting them prepared and focused on who they become, because when they leave the nest, it's bye-bye of your control, and it still have your, has your influence made a difference in the spiritual life, physical life, emotional life, mental life, relational life of your child. And first, we looked at the influential parent. We have realized that it's our God-given responsibility and honor to raise our kids in the Word of God and the way they should go so when they grow older, they will not turn away from it. And we have seen this statistic increase throughout the last 50 years of kids who leave their Christian faith as they leave the nest, and that's just very discerning. That's disheartening. That's not what the church was created to do, and that's not how we were designed as parents to have that kind of legacy where our kids abandon their faith when they leave the nest. And so we have been looking at the influence of each parent. And just like we've been reading in Deuteronomy 6, chapter, or chapter 6, verses 4 through 11, and we'll get there in just a minute, but it says to love God, your God, with everything. With everything. Now, the requirement of being a godly parent is not to be a perfect parent, because we have all realized, and hopefully all of us have acknowledged, that we will never be perfect. We will never be that perfect parent, so that's good news today. There is a perfect God who sent his perfect son to pay all of that for us, but the issue is we need to be present. We need to teach our kids truth. We need to engage with our kids. How's that working for you? And last, we need to live it out and model it the influential parent. And then, in order to stay consistent in influencing your children, we have got to imagine the end. This is all about focusing on who you want your child to become when they leave the nest. Not what they are going to do and what kind of job they're going to have and what kind of spouse they're going to find. All of that will be determined by who they become. And who you are, mom and dad, Influences who your child becomes. So when you look in the morning, the mirror in the morning, allow yourself to ask, Who has God made me? And who am I reflecting to my kids consistently? Because that will determine and drive the influence of who your children become. The stakes are high, mom and dad. I don't know if you knew that. That's why we feel the pressure when we get up. That's why we feel the pressure when there's conflict in our home. That's why we feel the pressure of trying to be that perfect parent that doesn't exist. But there is a perfect family that is centered on the perfect God. And God will align everything from that. So we have the influential parent. We have focusing on the end for our children of who they become, not what they do. And then... It becomes very evident to you mom and dad and to your children that you have arrived as a healthy family when this happens. You begin to fight for relationships rather than rules. Rules are important, but without relationships, rules are just a dictatorship rules are just something that is forced upon the children but if you show them that your relationship with your child is more important than rules then you will begin to win as a family how do i know this god modeled it relationship was so much more important than rules that we could never follow completely he valued relationships so much so that he made a perfect sacrifice, his son, his son, to come and pay the price for us. Relationship over rules. Many of you grew up in a church where it was all about rules, and if you don't follow the rules and you're not following the rules, when you die, you will not go to heaven. I remember that teaching. Personally, that's not what the message is about today, but that is very unbiblical. Because God wants relationships, not rules. When you have relationship, you want to obey your father. You want to please your daddy. You want to love and have, have the blessing of God on your life. So we're gonna be influential parents that are focused on the end. We're gonna fight for the heart of relationships, and then we are going to uh, make it personal. They're out of order, and I apologize for that. Make it personal. Make it personal. Well, what does this mean? Well, honestly, let's just, let's just be very transparent. We're not gonna make the changes we need to make in order to be a healthy family and to parent our kids properly and biblically unless it's personal to us, unless we understand the value of the stakes at hand. We're not gonna take it personally until it becomes our number one priority to fight for our families. We're not gonna make it personal until we understand what is on the other side of the tug of war rope competing for our family. We talked about feelings versus truth. We talked about commitments versus versus godly priorities. And we talked about technical devices that are destroying homes. And so it's learning to be anchored to the truth of God. And allowing God to fight your battles, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and direct you in making choices. Because parents, you are parenting your kids. It should never be the other way around. But the reality is, as your child grows from season to season, you lose control. You lose control, and that usually creates anxiety in many of us, because we, as a human nature, we operate by control, do we not? Look at the garden of Eden, with Adam and Eve. It was all about control, that we could be God, we could play God, we can define good and evil. And so, we need to make it personal, and we need to Fight, not for control, but for influence. As control decreases, you need to continue to pray for consistent influence. Fight for the heart as you focus on the end. Make it personal, and then create a rhythm. I have to be honest, since I'm a drummer, this was one of my favorite parts of the series. It's all about rhythm. It's all about the bass, right? It's about rhythm. I'm just checking to make sure you're with me. <laughs> there is only one true beat that brings a thriving health where families can win. And that one true beat is the, It comes from the one who formed you, the creator of the universe that launched the rhythms of the heavens into the skies and created circles, planets. And when circles began to move, They created cycles, and cycles create time, and time creates rhythm. We are all within a pattern of rhythm, but there is two kinds of rhythm. There is a rhythm from the creator of the universe, and there is a rhythm from the creation that tries to be the creator. See the difference? And if we can understand to acknowledge and hear and see God's amazing beat, we can then create a rhythm for our family that is going to lead to health, fullness, truth, engaging, modeling, teaching. That's the kind of rhythm I want to have. Is that a rhythm that you are creating in your home? You see, the rhythms of your life will reflect your values. Let me say that again. The rhythms of your life will reflect your values. And let me tell you, whether you like it or not, mom and dad, or grandma and grandpa, your kids, your grandchildren are sitting in the front row watching your life. And they will start to embrace the values that are reflected from the life and the rhythm that you create. And so we wonder when they leave the nest, why are they doing this or why are they doing that? Why are they thinking this? Why are they doing this? Well, put the spotlight back on the stage and you'll probably find some answers of why they've created their values and their rhythm is because they've been watching you all along. Sobering, isn't it? So we're going to understand our influence we're going to focus on the end of who they become we're going to fight for the heart for relationships we are going to make it personal we're going to create our rhythm and finally today we are going to widen the circle can you say widen the circle awesome i did that intro in 12 minutes aren't you proud of me whoo Can we pray, just real quick, speaking of creating a rhythm? Father, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever and ever and ever and ever. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for taking our sins, that while we were yet in our sin, while we were yet spitting in your face, rejecting you, hostile to you, you died for us. And you said it is finished. And what you meant by that is you carried the weight of our sin because relationship with you and your Father God is of the utmost importance. And so, Lord, we seek after you. We expect you to show up today. I expect you, Holy Spirit, to speak to hearts because that's what you long to do. That is your kingdom. And so may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen going to give you a second to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Chapter 6. I will tell you it is in the message version, but you can follow me if you have your Bible. You can follow along. If you have a phone app, you can simply uh, select the message version and follow along with me. If you don't want to do any of those, you can just look at the screen, okay? (laughs) Sorry, I'm in a different mood this morning. (laughs) Got to have fun. Attention, Israel, God, our God. Our God, not the God, our God, a relational God. God, the one and only, love God, your God. Who? I love that. You can't love God unless he's your God. With your whole heart. Love him with all that's in you. Love him with all you've got. Write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you. And then get them inside of your children. Next. Talk about them wherever you are. Sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Tie them on your hands and and your foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorpost of your homes and your city gates. Love God with everything you got because you have a God-given responsibility to show and model that to your children. Widen Your circle. Widen the circle. You see, God wants us to grow in circles, not rows. Look to your left and look to your right. You got one on your left, you got one on your right. You can't really focus and engage unless you're in a huddle, a circle. Right now, you're listening to me, You're all focused on the front stage. You're not necessarily focused on one another. God wants us to grow in circles. Your family unit is a circle. And then you have another circle around that, which is your extended family. That's your circle. And we're talking about widening the circle. And what I mean by this, and it'll be on the screen, is this. Intentionally pursue relationships strategically for your children. Would you just do me a favor and repeat that? Sometimes when we uh, uh, verbalize it, it becomes a little bit more real and transparent. So let's read it together. Ready? Intentionally pursue relationships strategically for your children. There's a quote, and I'm gonna use several of this by um, the Orange Ministry, Um, and the quotes come from Reggie Joyner and a a Canadian pastor uh, called Carrie Newhoff. And it does this, says this, parenting beyond your capacity. Can we show that? Next slide. There we go, thank you, Lori. Parenting beyond your capacity. I have observed a lot of teenagers, from the time they hit middle school, they start moving away from home. Anyone experience that? Okay, one of you. From the time they hit middle school, they're starting to move away from home. They're not doing anything wrong. It's just the way they're made. So mom and dad, be encouraged, it's not your fault. It's the way they're created and made. They are becoming independent. But we in our American culture, our society, we carry on adolescence until they're 40 years old they don't want to so stop making them and they begin redefining themselves throughout through the eyes of other people who are not in their immediate circle family The older they get, the more important it is for them to have other voices in their lives saying the same things but in different ways. Teenage sons and daughters need to have their own voices speaking their words. Though you are, mom and dad, the greatest influence or should be in the child's life, they are not the only influence. You are not the only influence that your child needs. This often doesn't happen because it is not easy. It takes trusting God to take care of your kids in the hands of someone else. It's not easy, that's why a lot of parents don't do it, okay? The older they get, the more important it is for them to have other influences speaking into their lives because this is what happens. Now, I've not been there yet, but this is what I hear happens. As your children grow, you will be telling them things that they need to know, things that are very important to their success and to their health, to their safety, and you seem to tell them time and time and time again, and it just seems to go in the right ear and right out the left into the garbage disposal, right, mom and dad? And this goes on for about three or four years, and you're trying to tell them, and one day they come home, and they said, You know what, Mom and Dad, what Mr. Smith said today, (laughs) he said this and this and this, and I'm going to do it. And you're like, what? I've been telling you that for four years, and Mr. Smith, your soccer coach, comes into the picture and tells you this, and you believe it? That is the importance of strategically, intentionally creating relationships because, believe it or not, mom and dad, they are going to find influence from other people. You should be able to be the ones to define who influences them. Amen? It's countercultural, but it's biblical. We are to widen our circle by intentionally developing relationships for our kids. I can't think of a greater place to start than the church. And yet we come in right before the service and we leave right before the benediction. Relationships are so important because your kids, whether you like it or not, whether you can control it or not, are going to find other voices of influence. And those voices are going to determine how they begin to respond and live out their lives, how they're going to continue to dress and what they're going to watch. And on and on and on. Don't miss this. This is a quote here again from Carrie Newhoff and Reggie Joyner. The right community is not only important because of what it gives to your children but also because of what it requires from your children. Don't miss it. Children need more than just a family that gives them unconditional acceptance and love. They need a tribe that gives them a sense of belonging and significance. Your child is wired and designed to need other people for acceptance and love. They need a tribe that gives them a sense of belonging Yes, mom and dad, you're still important. You are their mom and dad, but you are not the only one they need for growth and health and seeking truth and figuring out who they are. Something powerful happens when you partner with other influences who desire to instill a sense of mission into the hearts of your children. This is really important. Remember, mom and dad, you are in control at this point of who they are influenced by. You give them a different view of their place in the world and you transfer a different kind of passion to them that your family alone cannot give. Just think about in your own life, who impacted you spiritually? Some of you, it's mom and dad. And that is awesome, my wife. Her mom and dad, mom and dad, I love you, they raised her to love the Lord God with all her heart and all her mind, all her strength. And you know what, they didn't force her. They allowed the Holy Spirit to do his work, but they modeled it. They weren't perfect. They're not perfect, especially Warren. (laughs) But now their two daughters Serve the Lord with all that's in them because of the influence. Because of all these values that they upheld and because Jesus was the center of their home and they allowed the Holy Spirit to have control. You can do it too. You can do it too. You can do it. You can do it. it. So I want to give you an illustration. Some of you might think I'm very morbid, and that's okay. But I want you to understand the power of influence on your kids. So many of you may have experience with this. Excuse me. And uh, some of you may feel like you need it right now. Um, But this is an IV. The bag and the pole, and you usually get this when you are under a procedure or you are depleted of all your nutrients and uh, something is wrong with your body. Um, Often you're hooked up to if you're going to have a procedure. uh, This is to carry you through the surgical process. It's to give you the nutrients, the the, um, hydration, uh, refreshment that your body needs. Sometimes the bags are filled with food and, and nutrients, and sometimes it's uh, uh, medicine. Um, they actually have uh, a port here that they can put a needle and put in different. Um, those of you who are uh, light of stomach, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to get too graphic. But, anyways, they're they're putting pain medicine in to help you, to relieve you. Sometimes it's just to get you to a healthy place to where you can disconnect and grow how you were designed. One of the issues is this cannot get to you unless you trust and allow the needle to go within your vein, okay? So this is a very healthy thing. However, it can be very unhealthy. Because if you hook up to the wrong bag that might be intended for someone else in their spot but you don't need it and your body's gonna reject it, you could be allowing poison and toxin to enter your body. And that's not good. And yet we don't look at parenting that way. Because when we parent, we're not the only IV that is in your child's system. Every single person that you allow your child to invest in and they invest in them is taking a port or a needle into your child's system. And the fluid from that person or that group is starting to be injected into your child's system. Their thoughts, their identity, hello, their behavior, their foundational truths is all in who they allow to hook up into them. Who are your children connecting to? You may not even know. Mom and dad, if your child was sick or having a procedure, would you let the nurse inject into your child something that was toxic or would harm them. I'm going to go to the extreme of what many of you mom and dads are saying, hell no. No, why would you do that? And yet we do that by allowing our kids to go out with whoever and whomever, and we allow them to believe whoever and whomever. And we're doing the same thing. But this, my friends, is probably going to last longer. When we hook up to relationships and allow people to influence us, it's going to last longer than a physical IV bag would do harm or benefit to someone. And yet, we seem to just let our children be influenced by whoever and whomever, whenever with whatever and God says you're leading your child into destruction you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart all your mind all your strength everything you got teach it to your children let me just ask you mom and dad if you don't like what you're seeing in your son or daughter, I think you need to go back and see who is injecting influence into your child's life, because you will probably be able to trace back. Now, this isn't just a person. Are they connecting to media? What are they connecting to? On their devices, what are they connecting to? What's feeding them, right? What is feeding your child? Because the reality is, you are not the only one feeding your child. But you can be responsible, and you can be over at least the majority of who feeds your child. You know, we just read in our small groups in Genesis, we read the story of Joseph and his brothers. And we saw that his brothers were very influenced uh, by the surrounding areas, uh, mainly filled with uh, pagan um, Gentile nations. And they, uh, this specific group of people were called the Canaanites. And thankfully, we always look and we always see Joseph as, as getting the raw end of the deal, right? I want us to look at this from another perspective. Had Joseph not been abused by his brothers, been sold into slavery, been put into service under Potiphar, then put into prison under false accusations, then being obedient to the dreams that God gave him and the gifts of interpreting dreams to where then he would one day be the number two to Pharaoh. Had none of that happened. Joseph would have been contaminated and hooked up to the Canaanites and the other influences around them that the brothers allowed to influence them. From Canaanite women to allowing their kids to marry outside of the proper influence. We see this time and time again. And the Canaanites along with all the other Amorites and you name it, just put ites at the end of it and you'll be good. All of these groups of people, but the Canaanites especially, were known for two major destructive sins. Number one was moral corruption, specifically sexual corruption. We see Romans one, yeah, they're talking about the Canaanites. (laughs) They're talking about all those people that we see in Israel, we see in the New Testament all those people filled and consumed with moral corruption. We don't have that here, though. We don't have that in our country, do we? The second thing that they were uh, guilty of, and it was just a, a common practice, was child sacrifice. Child sacrifice. Don't believe me? Read your Bible. No, they were not sacrificing their children to Jehovah God. They were sacrificing their children to the god of sex. We don't have a sacrificial problem of children in our country, do we? Go online. Go to myelevationcc.org. Go to the, uh, the the button to the right, top right. Listen. Go all the way back to our series of a wake up call. And I talked specifically for about three weeks about our child sacrifice problem. But back to the story. We had the Canaanites filled with moral corruption, child sacrifice, and now let's even fast forward past the sons of Jacob, all the way to Joshua. And they are crossing the Jordan River into the promised land that God has promised them and is delivering them to. Well, that land is filled with Canaanites and all kinds of different pagans and Gentiles. And what does God say to Joshua and the people? He says this. He says, stay away from being corrupted from those who do not fear God. Stay away from them. Joshua calls the people of Israel together, and he calls them to a covenant with God. Stay faithful to God. When you go into the land and you have all this corruption, clear it out so you and your family are not corrupted by that. If you do it, if you stay faithful, you and your children will have a life of blessing and life in the land. If you don't do it, he says... He will call down the same divine judgment as the Canaanites upon Israel. And he did that because they did not heed his word. And so what did God do? He brought judgment, kicked them off the land that he had promised to give them if they were faithful. And he put them into exile for hundreds of years. Until they learned their lesson and came back on their faces to God. So what do we do with all that? Here's two widen your circle keys. Keys of widening your circle, mom and dad. Number one, the more people in a kid's life who are moving to the same rhythm of the kingdom of God, the greater the impact on their lives. The more the people... The more people in a kid's life, and here's the the key, that are moving to the same kingdom rhythm that you hopefully are. The greater the impact on your child's life. Can I just be honest with you? I am so grateful Pastor Daniel and Lainey are in Joseph and Emery's life. I know that when they get together, And when Joseph plays with Judah that he is not just safe, but he is being poured in truth, love, acceptance, and they have every permission to discipline him accordingly. It's because I trust them. And Joseph and Emory are going to be influenced for the better because of that. And I look at my entire staff, Tiffany and Jeff, and Brent and Nicole and Michael and Tiffany, I would would lay my kids and take them for the weekend. Some of you are like, I don't care who takes them for the weekend. (laughs) That's my point. (laughs) But it's so true. It's so true. Love you guys. Widen your circle key, number two. The company we keep will influence us dynamically in many capacities. Mom and dad, it starts with you. What kind of company are you inviting in your life? And I want to just take a a quick time out so that this is not um, twisted or confused in your minds. When I talk about the circles of keeping the corruption out, I am not talking about pushing away the world to the point where you don't have relationships with people who aren't believers. There is a fine line there. What I'm talking about is the people in which you hook up to them. The people in which you connect to and allow to influence you. You are supposed to look at Jesus. He didn't connect to necessarily and get his his, uh, refreshment and his identity and his truth from sinners and people that he partied with, but he partied with them and loved them. But there was a group of people that he locked into, that he lived with. And then there was also one key IV bag, and that was his father. That was the main IV, the trickle that kept going into him. And he would even leave and abandon his men and everything else and all his duties just to refresh off the IV of his father. The company we keep will influence us dynamically in many capacities. 1 Corinthians 15, 13 says this, Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for, can you say that with me? Bad company corrupts good behavior, character. Bad company corrupts good behavior in your life and in your kid's life. So in closing, what do we do with all of this? What do we do with all of this? Where does the rubber meet the road? Where does this application really start to change us and change our families? Well, I wanna focus on two things. Number one, you, and then number two, us. You in your home with your, your spouse, maybe you're a single parent, maybe you have other people influencing your kids already, and then us as a church, Elevation Community Church. Two areas that I want to kind of bring home the application as we close the series out. Number one is you. Are you intentionally pursuing relationships strategically for your kids? Now again, we strategically plan their lunches. We strategically plan what sports they do. We strategically and intentionally plan important things to us. But how often do we think about intentionally, and some of you are doing this very extremely well that we need to learn from, but how many of you are strategically investing in relationships that are going to impact your kids? And here's the thing. Your kids may not be ready for growing in relationships, but why not strategically already put those relationships in place so when your kid needs it, they are there? When your kid needs it, they are there. Before they need it, before they need it, do it now, do it now. And if they're older, by the way, maybe they're in high school and you just haven't done this, you haven't thought about it, you didn't know about it until today, start now. Before you leave today, connect with someone and ask them to pray for your children. While you're on Facebook, Pray about some godly people that are, on, that are friends with you to start reaching out to them. And maybe they'll turn into a mentor for your kid. Who knows? Intentionally pursue relationships. But see, you have to be willing to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. We do it with everything else. Why can't we do it with this? It's more important than that. We have to be willing to be comfortable with being uncomfortable with the small sacrifices in the big picture of who your child is going to become. So number two, parents, intentionally pursue these relationships personally or privately. It's your responsibility. Find it. Select that. Make it happen. Number three, make a priority to attend a Christ-centered, biblically grounded, and spiritually alive church and hook up to a local church that is going to help feed you, walk with you, influence and impact your kids. If you don't have one of those, we would love for you to consider coming here on Sundays. This is so important. It conveys to your kids what you value. And last but not least, number four, develop a circle for your own life. And watch how those God-honoring friends in your circle begin to love on and pour into your family in ways you never thought possible. It makes all the difference in the world. I'd like to say something here. We here at ECC, and I'm going to transition to actually ECC, so these, these are your... Family Matters challenges. You, as a parent, I'm going to step back real quick. Intentionally pursue relationships strategically for your kids. Intentionally pursue these relationships personally or privately. Make a priority to attend a Christ centered, biblically uh, grounded, and spiritually alive church. Say that fast. And lastly, develop a circle for your own life. Are you willing? Are you willing to commit to adding these things to your own life? to lead and therefore model this to your kids for the 3000 hours a year that you have left are you are you willing if so that's where we come in that's where we take our 40 hours a year and we come in to help can you imagine having men in your life men women in your life women who are going to grow with you who actually really care about the successes in your life and the trials and the challenges. And when your kids grow, they're a major part of calling your son to be a man and your daughter to be a woman. So much so, I just uh, recently heard a story of a guy in a church and he was part uh, part of a men's group and he had three specific guys who were walking with him. And his son was turning 16. And on the morning of his birthday, these three men knocked on the door. And when the mother opened the door, they charged in, went to the bedroom where the boy was sleeping, grabbed him, took him back to the woods, and prayed over him, and called him to be a man, and challenged him to step up. And loved him and honored him. And he was influenced for the rest of his life because of that. That can happen. But you have to widen your circle. You have to let people in. And you have to strategically widen your circle. So here at ECC, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what it's going to look like exactly. But I can tell you three things. Number one, our E Kids ministry on Sundays matter. It is not just dropping your kid off to babysit, to be babysat, to a daycare. It's, it's not that. You are dropping your kids off into a small group, a circle for your kids. And preferably, we like to have the same small group leader at least twice a month. So the kid is getting some consistency. They're getting to know the small group leader and the purpose of the small group is to get to know your kids. And to teach them and to love them and to influence them. This is so important. So much so that I would love to even say many of you need to be back there ministering and influencing kids. I know we only have one service, I understand, but we also have a live stream. you can watch and eventually as we grow continually in this capacity we're going to go to two services but we can't go to two services unless we have consistent small group leaders who are going to impact our next generation for future years to come this is crucial number two we're going to create experiences and we're going to develop ways and pathways for you to connect to personal relationships after our worship experience before heading out the doors and to what, what maybe might be next on your schedule. Connect with people. Connect with the family, with kids maybe around the same age. Ask to get together for lunch. Start strategically and intentionally creating relationships. Band, you can come up by the way. I'm on my third and final point. Future possibilities. It's a blue sky for us. We want to create more opportunities and creative experiences for you, mom and dad, to widen your circle. I don't know what that looks like. It may be creating some groups, it may be creating a program of mentors, maybe you, that is going to be assigned a certain specific group of kids or teens that you can pour into, take out to lunch pray for and love on. I don't know what that looks like, but we're going to continue to seek the Lord for that. But I challenge you to make it a priority to be here every Sunday. Why? Because what you hook up into and connect to matters in your kids. It matters. It matters. And so finally, as we close and worship, if you would just bow your... Bow your heads for a minute, close your eyes. Lastly, mom and dad, and honestly, even if you're not a mom or dad, you may not have kids, I, I want to ask you the same question. Who currently is in your circle to walk with you through the good, the bad, the ugly? Sometimes it's more ugly than good, sometimes it's more good than ugly. Who do you have to walk with you, to support you, to pray with you and for you? Who do you have in your life to share that life together and care for what matters most in your life, which is often your kids and your family? Who do you have? If you don't have anybody, seek the Lord today, put a stake in the ground and say, I am going to do whatever it takes to make sure that my family Thrives and succeeds Please don't leave today Without connecting with me or Pastor Daniel Or someone If you need to get connected to a relationship To a ministry To a group We're here to help But we cannot parent your children That's your responsibility But we're here to walk with you To love you To support you To teach you To resource you And to cheer you on god take this time may they remember only what you have them to retain the rest just disappear father we love you we look to you and now we take this time to respond to you whatever that looks like whether getting up out of our row coming to the altar grabbing the hand of the family member next to us whatever it looks like we're going to get right with you father thank you for this series thank you for the values that we uphold here And we just ask you, Lord, to continue to help families win. And it's in your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Would you stand and worship with us, please? Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.